Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode, number 300, uh, is brought to you by Otterscotch. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. That direct was really awesome. And I know that there are people who would look at the direct and they would say, oh man, that's not enough. I want more. And I get what you're saying, but I think a lot of the people who have that attitude about it, I think a lot of those people are forgetting. The E3 is coming. It's really not that far away. E3 happens in June and we're already uh, in February. So February, March, April, May, June, five months we're going to have a lot more stuff to talk about. I'm sure that Nintendo is going to do something different from last year. Last year was like smash, smash, smash all day long. This year, I'm sure it's going to be a variety of stuff. Uh, Mr. Furukawa even said that their 2019 plans hinge on them having lots and lots of software to sell. And I, for one, believe them. So let's talk about this direct because they did not, I don't think they pulled any punches. Uh, they started out with Super Mario Maker 2. Um, and, and by the way, before I get into this, I am not going to go over every single game in here because that would take forever. I'm just going to talk about the things that I'm most excited about. Uh, so Super Mario Maker 2, if you've not played the first one, it is amazing. Now, not only can you make your own Mario levels, but you can play ones that other people have made. And the really great thing about this is that it, you are essentially getting infinite, <clears throat> excuse me, infinite Mario. Uh, you'll, you'll have a two, a, a brand new 2d Mario game anytime that you want to play it. And I played the first one a lot. I really had fun with it. And, uh, you know, I've been waiting for it to come to the Nintendo Switch. And honestly, if there was nothing else in this Direct, I would have been pretty excited just for Mario Maker 2. Because Super Mario Maker, even if it was just a port, is a must-buy. The thing that I noticed about the video of uh, Super Mario Maker 2 was the UI. I really like how they're uh, what they're doing with the UI. Uh, it very much reminds me of the way that you can type using the two sticks in uh, on like Steam. Uh, they have like this this system where you can type using those sticks and the 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 finger the triggers. Uh, that's, that's what it felt like when like they, they, they brought up the wheel and it had three wheels and then you went to these different things and then it, you, you got the item that you wanted and you placed it where you wanted. I think it's great. I'm sure it's also going to have touch screen, but I won't play it on touch screen. Probably. I'm not interested in making levels. I'm interested in playing levels and you can be damn sure that over at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. When I have time, I'm going to be playing your levels and dying a lot. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be picking this up day one purchase. Absolutely no, no doubt in my mind I'm picking that up. Uh, let's talk about, uh, then they, 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 they showed off Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, summer 2019. 
I'm excited for that. I love the first two. Uh, they they did this weird tease that I, I kind of didn't like where they showed off or they, they said that uh, Smash 3.0 is coming sometime before the end of April. And the way that they were talking about it seemed like they had something pretty big in store. And if it's just another character, then I think that that's going to be disappointing. Um, but they didn't tell us what it is. And for them to say, hey, Smash 3.0 is coming, and it's like the act like it's kind of a big deal, and it's all hush-hush, and that we have to wait until April to find out what what exactly 3.0 is... My guess is that 3.0 for Smash has some pretty good uh, features in it. At least, I hope so. Um, Tetris 99. You know, I've seen... uh, My Twitter feed is exploding with so many... um, uh, I'm sorry. I got distracted by chat. My my Twitter feed is exploding with so many people making Battle Royale uh, jokes like Fortnite Killer, blah, 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 blah. Um, the, the end, the, yeah, it's Tetris Battle Royale. Sure. This is probably the best Tetris game I've ever played, but it's not perfect. Uh, I, the, the controls are spot on. I'm having a blast with it. The music's great. Um, I'm a little confused about like the targeting stuff. Like when I push up on the right, so actually, let me explain it real quick. You're playing Tetris against 99 other or 98 other people, and whoever's left at the end wins. So that's why it's battle royale. Um, the the thing about it that's really strange that's going to very much differentiate it from regular Tetris is the fact that it is. Like, it has this targeting system. So you get to decide, when you match a bunch of lines, who are they going to attack? You've got 98 other people. Now, you can manually do this with the left stick. Or you can use the right stick. And up near the top of your, uh, I I don't know, like, well, I guess. I don't know what it's called, the the place that the blocks fall into. But up on the top of that, there shows your right stick. And then it has four options. You You can go after after people with badges. So whoever has the most badges, which I assume are people who've gotten KOs on other people. Um, you'll attack, like if you match your lines, it'll attack them and send a bunch of garbage blocks at those people. You can attack the people who are attacking you, uh, which I think that's kind of cool. Uh, when I was playing in my first look, I didn't realize what this was at the fir- at first, but I had a lot of lines from a bunch of people coming down to the bottom of my of my board, and that meant that a bunch of people were attacking me. And here's something that I don't quite understand yet: if I attack them, does it split up the matches that I make and send it to all of those people, or does it c- copy um, the 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 stuff that I make and send it to all of those people? I don't really know. There's on the top there is a KO thing so I can flick the right stick up before I make a match and I'm not sure what this does. Does this attack the people with the most KOs cuz I kind of thought that badges did that? Or does it attack people who are likely to be KO'd by the attack? Uh, I, I'm not sure. And then the other one I think is on the left it's random so it just attacks a random person. I think that 
there's definitely going to be strategy in this. It is not about high score. It is about keeping your Tetris well as low as possible. So there's a lot of instinct that goes into the way that you play Tetris. And I've been playing Tetris for years and years and years. And uh, my instinct is to build up um, my stack as high as I can with a single line channel uh, somewhere so that when I get what I call a stratum block, and I know that they're called long blocks or whatever, but when I get a stratum block, I drop the stratum down that down that um, that shaft that I've created, and it gives me a Tetris, which then gives me lots and lots of points. Uh, but points don't matter in this. What matters in this is can you survive? So I have to actively fight against my instinct to try and do that because the higher that your blocks go, the more likely it is that when the garbage comes in, it's going to push you up to the top and you're going to lose. So when I look at Tetris 99, I think I feel like I'm looking at a game that has co- completely upended the Tetris game in a way that's never been done before because all the strategies that you used to apply, they just don't apply anymore. The, your job is all about survival now. It's not about getting the high score. And I think that's super cool. And at, like the targeting thing is incredibly... Uh, cool as well because that adds yet another layer of strategy to how you're going to play the game now Nintendo did not give us any instructions I even looked like on my switch to see is there like uh, digital instructions someplace they don't explain anything so I'm sure that we're going to be inundated by YouTube videos from people who are much much smarter than I am uh, that can figure out how all of the little nuances work and the best strategies but Tetris 99 is fantastic, and if you didn't know, it's free. Like, that game is 100% free if you have Nintendo Switch Online. And from the looks of things, there's no uh, um, in-app purchases. There's no uh, money-grabbing anything. It's just, it's in the game. Like, you, you get it for free if you have Nintendo Switch Online. And a lot of people have been calling on Nintendo to, myself included, to copy what Xbox and PlayStation is doing. But if this is their way to entice me to check out, um, entice people for Nintendo Switch Online, I think it's a pretty good plan. I still would like these modern features that are on the other consoles to come to the Nintendo Switch, and I'm not going to beat the dead horse and talk about it again. Go back and listen to older episodes if you want to hear that stuff. But... At the end of the day, uh, this is this is a system seller, uh, or this is a subscription seller, I, I think. And if Nintendo comes out with three or four of these, or one or two of these every year, then I think people are going to flock to it, especially if they're like they have to be online focused games. But Tetris ninety nine is incredibly fun. And I adore that game. It's so good. I played it for quite a long time last night. By the way, I'm curious as to what is everybody's high score score or, um, you know, the the best that they've done on the leaderboard so far. The, the best I've done so far is 11. I keep striving to get into that top 10, but I keep I keep getting my my tail kicked. 
Uh, anyway, Tetris 99 is awesome. Go download it right now if you haven't and play and take some screenshots and mention me when you tweet them so that you can show how high on the leaderboard you got on Tetris 99. Um, just at Run Jump Stomp. Okay, let's move on. Box Boy and Box Girl. I've never played Box Boy. I've never played Box Box Boy. I, I, I will probably check out Box Boy and Box Girl. What changed? It's on the Switch and not on my 3DS. That's pretty much it. I think it looks cool. Comes out April 26. Dragon Quest Builders 2. That comes out July 12th. I know that there's a lot of people who are excited for that game. Not me. Uh, not that I think it's a bad game or anything. I just I don't have time for it. I probably won't end up playing it unless I get a review copy. And I doubt that I'll get a review copy. Uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. We finally have a date, sort of. Uh, this is from uh, Koji Igarashi. He is the the brains behind, the creative genius behind uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, uh, Aria of Sorrow, Dawn of Sorrow, all those really, really fantastic um, Castlevania games. And he decided to make his own Castlevania game. Of course, he can't call it Castlevania, but it's Castlevania, for crying out loud. And... We've been waiting for a long time to find out when is it coming. Now we know. It's coming out in summertime. Dragon Quest XI-S. This is a game I bought when it was really cheap on um, my PS4. And when it first came up in the in the Nintendo Direct, the first thing that I said was, yeah, I'm not buying that again. I already have it. It runs really great on the PS4. And then they they almost got me. Like, I'm this close to being interested in buying it again. It's got this cool 16-bit mode where you get to pick. Are you playing in this open-world, th- uh, third-person, 3D game? Or are you playing a top-down 16-bit Dragon Quest game? And I guess you can switch back and forth on the fly. It's not the first time that Dragon Quest series has done this. I think either Dragon Quest Seven or 8 on the 3DS, I'm not sure which one, uh, allowed you to do that. And I always thought that was really cool, and I, I love that they're doing this. That is um, the S, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S is exclusive to Nintendo Switch. So we, we're not going to be seeing that mode uh, ported to other systems. By the way, now that I mention it, uh, another exclusive to Nintendo Switch, Tetris 99. That's a that's a Nintendo Switch exclusive as well. Okay, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more of the Direct. Hello, Luke. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hey, listen. All right, let's get back right into it. Disney Sum Sum Festival, or as I like to call it, Mestival. I don't care about this. I, I don't begrudge anybody for making a game like this because I know that there are people out there that this appeals to and they're going to have fun with that game. And I'm all about everybody having fun. I just don't care about Disney Sum Sum uh, Festival at all. Um, then Star Fox. Star Fox, not really. Starlink um, update. And it's got a bunch of Star Fox DLC. And that comes out in April, I guess. Now, I watched it. I, I think it is a free update. I'm not positive, but I think it's a free update. My my day has been incredibly busy all day, so I haven't been able to uh, really look it up. But uh, Star Fox update comes in April, and the thing that stood out to me, other than it looks really cool and I want to play it, um, and my son has a copy of it downstairs, so I really don't have an excuse other than I haven't had time yet. But Starlink, uh, the Star Fox stuff has racing, has um, Star Fox racing stuff in it. And I wonder if that is where the Star Fox GP rumors came from. If you haven't been paying attention to Nintendo News or if you're new to the podcast, you probably don't remember that a few months back there were a lot of rumors of a new Star Fox game coming out. And that new Star Fox game was going to be a racing game where you raced against other people in spaceships. And I, for one, thought that was a pretty cool idea. Uh, But we haven't seen anything to indicate that. So perhaps this is where that rumor came from. Uh, They they then showed off Rune Factory 4 and 5. And neither of those games really appealed to me, so I don't have much to say about them. Uh, Captain Toad 2 now has uh, a two-player mode. No, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker on the Nintendo Switch now has a two-player mode. See where I mixed that up, Captain Toad 2, two-player mode. Uh, has a two-player mode now, uh, so you can go and check that out right now. And if ever there was a game that had a lot of a lot of really good possibility for DLC for really small microtransactions like, oh, here's a new puzzle today, uh, $2. Uh, I think that Captain Toad is a game that would really do well with DLC. And sure enough, they're bringing out DLC on March 14th. Uh, I don't know the price actually off the top of my head. Let me go to the Nintendo press release and see if I can find it. Uh, oh, that's I spelled Toad wrong. There we go. Uh, scroll down. And it does not say how much uh, it costs. However, I guess that there's going to be a bundle that will include the DLC as well. So make sure that you uh, look for that. And we're going to see that game come out in, in a month. That's, so that's not far off at all. Uh, then they showed off Oniaki which is this kind of like a three-fourths view uh, ARPG where, you know, like um, almost like Diablo-style combat, which I always really like that stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more 
from that. That comes out in the summer, so probably around E3 we'll get to see some more of that stuff. Uh, then there's a demo for Yoshi's Crafted World. Now, I really wanted to play this demo before I recorded the show today, but I did not have time. Um, Tetris 99 soaked up all my time because I was just having so much fun. And then the, the, like, the time got away from me, and I was like, oh, my God, i got to go to bed. Um, so I didn't get a chance to check out Yoshi's Crafted demo yet. Uh, I'm curious as to what you guys think. Somebody told me that it takes about 20 minutes to 100% the demo. So I'm going to try and do that either today or tomorrow when I have time. And that way, on Saturday, when I record the next episode of Nintendo Switchcraft, episode 301, I'll be able to talk about the demo and what I think of it. Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Fire Emblem Three Houses um, comes out in July. And my only question is how many games is Fire Emblem Houses? Because Fire Emblem Awakening was a game all by itself. And then the next one, Fire Emblem... I can't remember the name of it. Maybe chat will help me out. The, the, the game after that, it came in two, no, three varieties. Uh, there was one, uh, basically your character in the Fire Emblem game that came out after, after Fire Emblem... I just said it. Now all the all the words are going out of my head. Uh, your character in this one that came out in, in three versions, uh, you had two options basically. You, you were like an orphan that was kidnapped by these, uh, like you were the 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 prince of this one country, and this other country had kidnapped you and raised you as your as as their own, and you didn't even know, right? So. Um, you didn't know that. And then in, in the game, in the very beginning, you realize that, and then you have to choose, am I going to go with these guys or am I going to go with these guys? And if you, if you, uh, pick one, then that's the game that you get. And the other game is locked off to you and you have to go buy another copy. It's kind of like, it's, it's, it's a lot like the, how Nintendo does the, or, or Game Freak does the Pokemon games where there's two versions each time, and that's what they were doing with Fire Emblem. Now, Fire Emblem Three Houses, I mean, it, it says Three Houses right in the name. That makes me think that, that, that Three Houses is going to be three games, but I have seen nothing from Nintendo to indicate this at all. In fact, when I go to the... Um, when I go to the press release from Nintendo, let me bring that up on the screen here. Uh, it says, Fire Emblem Three Houses, the Black Eagles, the Blue Lions, the Golden Deer. Three noble houses are are part of the Officer's Academy, an elite facility that trains students, blah, 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 blah. And it says here, the Fire, uh, the Fire Emblem Three Houses standalone game and the Fire Emblem Three Houses Seasons of Warfare edition both launch exclusively exclusively for Nintendo Switch on July 26th. So if I click on the the Houses of Warfare edition, I think that this is just like this comes with a bunch of stuff, you know, like a steel box. It comes with uh, a book and a calendar and a CD for some reason. Why why they still think people have CD? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm a weirdo that I don't have a CD player. But I don't know, I don't think I know anybody that has something like that in their house. Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe you can play it in your Blu-ray player or something. Uh, but 
like this doesn't seem like it's three different games. That's what I was assuming was going to happen, especially with the name three houses in the name of the game. I assumed that meant that we would have three different versions to buy and people would end up buying all three or some people would pick one and, and forego the other two. So I, I don't know what's going on there, but is, I, I'm looking forward for a clarification from Nintendo. Um, Dead by Daylight is supposed to be coming to Nintendo Switch in the fall. If you've not played this, basically there's a killer. It's it's um, eight, not asynchronous. I can't think of the word where people play in different ways. So you've got, I think it's four players who are like just victims and one player who's the murderer. And the floor, the four players have got to avoid getting killed by the murderer. And the murderer, it's their job to kill the victims. And they have a bunch of DLC that's like you can play as Jason Voorhees, and probably not Jason Voorhees, but you can play as a bunch of characters from horror movies like um like mike myers from the halloween movies now uh in fact they specifically showed mike myers from the halloween movies in the trail or in the uh, nintendo direct and they're saying that it comes out in fall my guess october seems like the perfect october game so i think that we'll end up seeing that um delta rune which is the sequel to Oh, I can never remember the name of this game. My son adores this game, and I cannot remember the name of it. That, that's a good way to describe it, Bravd, is um, uh, asymmetrical. Thank you, Pitterate. Uh, but Bravd described it as murderous high-and-seek. Um, but Deltarune is the sequel to a game by Toby Fox, and I can't remember the name of it. Down... Down something Undertale. Why am I thinking down? Oh, I was thinking down well. Um, so it's the sequel to Undertale, and the first chapter comes out free on February 28th. I'm not going to download that because I have not played Undertale yet, and my son is mad at me because I haven't yet. But uh, I've heard very good things about Undertale. Uh, not so much for Deltarune, but um, you know, for the most part, it it's tough to have a sequel be as good as the uh, second thing. Or as the original. Uh, another demo that came out yesterday is the Damon X Machina demo. Uh, this is a game that was shown off at E3 last year. It was actually, it started off the E3 Nintendo Direct last year. And uh, it's this big mech fighting game. Like, oh God, what's the like battle? Not Battlestar. It doesn't matter. You're in a big mech. You're flying around a city, blowing up things. It seems cool. I have not played the demo yet. This is another thing that I would like to be able to check out before uh, Saturday's episode. I wanted to check it out before today, but again, I was at work all day, and I just didn't have time. Grid Realistic Racing. This is not something that I'm excited for, but I know that there's a lot of people who have been looking at the Switch, and they're saying, where is this genre? Where is this genre? Like, I got an email a couple of episodes ago, somebody asking, how come we don't have um, realistic military-style shooters on the Nintendo Switch? And my answer is, I don't know. Maybe we will soon. Uh, another time, I got an email, people asking, how come we haven't seen realistic racing on the Switch yet? So here it is. It's here. And I think that it's cool that it's here. 
I'm not going to buy it. I don't care for those type of games, but I know that there's a lot of people who adore this style of game. Being able to take it with you is really cool. And the thing that's really surprised and stood out to me is, first off, the game looked great, but it also had split screen. And I thought that was really impressive considering the resources that are required to um, to do split screen on a racing game, especially a, a racing game that looks that good. Uh, thank you, Kodiak. I appreciate the congrats on episode 300. Uh, we're almost done, by the way, with the Nintendo Direct. Uh, so Hellblade coming out in spring. Mortal Kombat 11, April 23rd. Unravel 2, March 22nd. Unravel 2 looks pretty cool. You play as a couple of pieces of string. I find that interesting. Of course, the red and blue on the Switch. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3, May 21st. I'm probably going to pass on that. Final Fantasy 7, March 26th. I already have that on my PS4. I'm probably going to pass on that. Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, March 20th. I don't care about that even a little. Uh, Final Fantasy 9 uh, is out now. You can go buy it right now on the Nintendo Switch eShop if you want. And it's only $20. I found that really interesting. A price of only $20 for that game. That makes me think that Final Fantasy 7 will only be $20. And if that's the case, maybe I will buy it again. I don't know. Uh, I like that it's cheap. I do like that it's cheap. Um, Platinum Games showed off this really interesting looking game. And they kind of tried to focus on the fact that it looked like two people fighting together. It comes out on August 30th. And when it was being shown, a lot of people were guessing that it was like Shin Megami Tensei which I've never played one of those, so I don't know much about that. But it turned out to be a game called Astral Chain, and it almost looked like the two characters that were fighting uh, side by side, like they had a chain between them. And I wonder if that's like uh, an online multiplayer kind of thing. They, like Nintendo specifically said, oh, and I, I bet you noticed in uh, when when showing Astral Chain that, those char- that that was two characters fighting at the same time. And that makes me think that there's a little more to it than just being local multiplayer. I'm not sure. Uh, they mentioned Bayonetta 3 only to say, uh, we're still working on it. And then they moved on. And then finally, the end, the very end of the Direct, they dropped a bomb on us. They absolutely, this is this is the thing that I think people are going to be talking about. This game is is something that people are going to be talking about for a very long time. It comes out in 2019, and it had this incredibly cool, like, art style. And this is Link's Awakening. Uh, Link's Awakening originally was on the uh, Game Boy all those years ago, back in 1993, I think. And um, I, I've, I didn't play it on the Game Boy when uh, when I was a kid. I didn't have a Game Boy when that was had first come out. I didn't get one until much later. And uh, I, I ended up trying playing it a little bit emulated. I did not like it. And the reason I didn't like it was because it was designed for this little tiny screen. And because it was designed for this little tiny screen, the UI was kind of trash. The, uh, the, when, when somebody's talking to Link, like the blocks, co- like the words cover up the entire screen. And that just kind of kicked me out of the game. Keep in mind... 
this is not me playing it on the Game Boy when it first came out. This is me playing it like decades later just to see what this game was about. And a lot of people love Link's Awakening. They think it's one of the best Zelda games ever. And I've always said that if they ever remake it, I'll definitely check it out. And there we go. It's being remade. And oh my God, the art style. First off, they they showed off like this boat on an ocean. And I was like, what what is this? And then they showed Link's boots. And I was like, oh, that's Link. That's awesome. And then I was like, oh, is it Link's Awake? Well, actually, first I called it Wind Waker by accident because I'm dumb. Uh, But uh, then I realized it's Link's Awakening. And sure enough, up comes the title screen, which looks awesome. And by the way, everything before that looked like the art, like like the concept art for the game, which was really, really cool. And then they showed gameplay. And oh my god, I don't think I've ever seen such a beautiful game. Like, it looks like... How do I want to describe it? It looks like these little... Look, looks like a bunch of wooden toys uh, running around... Uh, in like this diorama, it's just so gorgeous, and I can't wait to play it. Uh, 2019 is all we know, and uh, I can't wait for E3 to find out more about Link's Awakening. So that's the Nintendo Direct. I, I did my best not to talk about anything for too long because, man, there were a lot of announcements and a lot of things to be excited about, especially. For a lot of different people. I know that there's probably a lot of people who think most of this stuff is kind of a yawn fest. But you got to remember that you're just one part of the gaming market. There's people over there and people over there and people over there. And Nintendo wants to say, hey, look, we've got something for everybody here. We've got something for everybody and you can play it anywhere. That's Nintendo's kind of theme right now. Find something for everybody and let them play it anywhere. And I think that that's really cool. And overall, I think it was a really good Nintendo Direct. And uh, I love how they bookended it with those two absolute monsters, Zelda and Super Mario Maker 2. I think that 2019 is going to be a good year, especially because they were very specific at the beginning. um, And they said every game... In fact, let me let me bring this up. This is in the um, this is in the press release, which I can't put in the show notes because it like it's password protected. So, um, but it says right here, every game covered in this Nintendo Direct is slated for launch on Nintendo Switch this year. That's from Doug Bowser. He is the senior vice president of sales and marketing. He said he continues whether you're looking for new games. In classic franchises, new content for existing hits or completely new experiences, Nintendo Switch has something for everyone over the next several months alone. And keep in mind, we still have E3 coming in June. This is me talking now, not Doug Bowser. Yes, his name is Bowser and he works for Nintendo. How hilarious and awesome is that? But um, we have E3 coming in June. And I guarantee they are holding some stuff back because... They like they have said that it's going to be a huge year for software for Nintendo. We still they didn't mention. Oh yeah, I forgot the things that they didn't mention. God, I gotta go. I gotta go quick. They didn't mention Metroid Prime Trilogy, which a lot of people were hoping for. That makes me sad. I was hoping for that. They didn't mention Animal Crossing at all. Uh, they didn't bring Super Nintendo games to 
uh, Nintendo Switch Online. In fact, they did go into the code. I think if you go back a few episodes, you'll hear me talking about the um, somebody... I can't remember the word for it. Uh, data mining. Somebody data mining the code in the Nintendo Switch Online app, and they saw a bunch of references to Super Nintendo stuff. Nintendo patched that stuff out, so that stuff is gone now. Uh, so they didn't talk about that, and uh, I don't. I can't think of what else they didn't talk to. But we're almost at 35 minutes. The Nintendo Direct was 35 minutes, and that means I am going to stop talking right now. <music> Oh my goodness, I talked for a really long time there. I'm sorry. Um let's let's do the lightning round. It's going to go quick, I promise. Um Ubisoft is hosting an invite only Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle feedback section session. Uh that makes a lot of people say, "Hey, maybe there's going to be a sequel." And if there's a game that deserves a sequel, it's Mario Plus Rabbids without a doubt. Uh, a listener sent this in to me saying that this is a game that's coming to the Nintendo Switch as well as Mac and PC, and uh, it's called Lunark, and it is really, really cool. The idea behind Lunark, just a second, the idea behind Lunark is um, it, it, it's kind of like out of this world, or I can't remember the other, the other game. Uh, that, that plays like this, but like Prince of Persia style, I think it looks really cool, kind of 16-bit, and uh, uh, it's currently kickstarting. It's got seven days to go, and it's at 39,000 of 52,000. So if that sounds interesting to you, a Prince of Persia um, style game for the Nintendo Switch, then make sure that you check that out. Uh, Nintendo is hiring. They are hiring a product marketing manager. I don't know what that kind of person does, but there's a link in the show notes so that you can see that. And Nintendo Switch uh, gave us, in addition to Super Mario Bros. 2 and Kirby's Adventure, uh, we also have access to Metroid Special 2. That's Metroid SP, uh, which basically gives you full suit everything uh at the beginning of the game so and and there's different endings based on how long it takes you to get to the end which is kind of neat and then there is blaster master sp you start from area eight and which is the final area and in this special version of blaster master sophia is fully equipped and ready for action the hover gauge and power are full you've got homing missiles thunder break warhead missiles everything's maxed out uh, so is Jason's gun energy gauge and power, so you can get right to it. And then that's it for the lightning round. So I guess Krakow or Kachow, whatever it is. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, man, really long one. Sorry about that. If you want to become part of the community, you should join the Nerd Nest. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash discord. Uh, if you want to watch the show live, I stream it every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can always email me uh, at runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought of the Direct, or you can get a hold of me on Twitter and let me know what you thought of the, of the Direct at runjumpstomp. Uh, if you're looking for ways to support the show, 
Uh, make sure you stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Don't forget that I've got another podcast called Run Jump Stomp. You can check it out. This is where you share your thoughts on gaming. comes out on Fridays. You can find that over at anchor.fm slash runjumpstomp. Music for today's episode is by Tom Winter uh, here at the end and Note Block there at the beginning. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys, you guys next time. Until then, stay awesome.